Hey, folks of Europe and beyond. My lovely co-hosts were insisting that they want to interview me. So today it's a Matthias episode and we dive into the topic of how you can get your partner on board to reach FI. I will show you a couple of insights how my girlfriend Heidi and me are working together to develop shared financial goals within our family. And I will also show you what obstacles we had uh, on our path. So I hope you get some inspiration out of it and you feel more aligned and close to your partner. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage and making the most of your money. This was your host, Alvar, Arminta and Matthias. Hello, welcome awesome people of Europe. Welcome back again to another episode of the Financial Independence Europe podcast. Today we've got a pretty cool episode featuring uh, my awesome co-host Matthias. Hey Matthias. Hey Alvar. And also together being interviewed with uh, my amazing co-host Arminta. Hey Arminta. Hello. Awesome having you guys here. And today you're actually going to focus on something pretty awesome. How to get your partner on board with financial independence. And we're going to use Matthias as a guinea pig for that. An example <laughs> to explain how you can do that, uh, how not to do it. And kind of like what the procedure, the process is. And yeah, what can all pretty much happen. So Matthias, how and when did you discover FI yourself? I've always been in like finance blogs, reading blogs. And then there was... I haven't read about this money mustache thing, but somebody, I've just seen it. And then I was also in the, in the conference in Romania and I was reading in some German blogs about it. And I started to think about, ah, it's not just investing. It's also a whole other bunch of topics around it. And there's kind of systematic approach about it. So and then I was digging deeper into the topic, but I always, I always wanted, was unconsciously, you know, just doing it. Um, I was investing um, like in, in, in startups and I was in the stock market. So I always tried to improve my wealth uh, in order to be FI, just that I didn't know that the word FI existed. And then you met uh, Heidi, that I've met also your girlfriend. And what happened then? Did you discover Phi before you met Heidi or did you discover Phi after? How did you introduce her to the concept, let's just say? I met her before I learned about it. So we we together since 2009 or 10, you have to ask her. <laughs> I introduced her into the concept, uh, I think like two years ago. So I sent like, like Alba do, is doing it with her girlfriend, sent, sending articles and talking about it all day long. And she's just saying, what's he talking about? I can't believe that is possible. I mean, she also is not kind of rich. And so it's hard for her to believe that that is possible uh, or that she just was thinking about that's for other people, not for me. She was just very good in reducing expense. She also um, discovered the concept of minimalism, which is also about reducing expense, living a simpler life. Yeah, so, so that's why she was already good in expense and I was good in investing, but we haven't no idea about this uh, FI concept and I discovered it first and I was introducing her into the concept. And then I was asking her, like, could you please spend less on, on food? The message was for her is you want that I eat crap or cheap stuff. No way. So then, then she was just, FI is not for me when I have to eat cheap stuff. So that was the beginning. And then what happened 
how did you get her on board? So at, at first she was like, uh, cheap stuff. I don't want that. And now she's really into it. In fact, she's so into it that she's part of the Fire Europe team managing our Instagram. So how did you get from, you know, cheap stuff to cool? I love this. First of all, what I learned is uh, it makes no sense to push your partner into FI to just tell her like, can also be for other people, can also be the girl because or the man. I mean, it doesn't mean that always the man is the one who discovered FI. It can also be the girl. But in my case, it's a kind of classic that the man is the one I would discover that it doesn't make any sense to push her. Uh, she has to want it herself. And many people also were asking me, um, how did you get your partner on board? And, and that's why I was forced to think about it. One trigger moment was that, for example, why many women are taking ownership about their finance is because of this emancipation topic. Yeah, women um, are kind of updating themselves to uh, the new age, I would say. And that's why they take ownership about their finance, because they want to be an own independent person. And of course, it makes sense. And yeah, so that was one trigger moment. And then... Um, she also was winning a couple coaching. There was a conference with some couple of coaches and there was a couple coach and she was just winning the, the coaching. And then we had, had the coaching and I was thinking about that. Like, cool. We can talk about sex and other stuff. And then the topics uh, she has chosen uh, was household and money. Uh, so we were talking about it. Within this, we, that we were just seeing our situation and then we created some budgets, what we want to spend and everybody could say what he's not or she's not satisfied with. And then we had a plan and some agreement on the budgets, on what to do in the household, our goals kind of. And also it's important that somebody else is telling your girlfriend or your partner that it's not good to go to organic grocery shopping every day. Because then it's it's a neutral person and not your partner. So then it's really good if somebody else just tells your partner, hey, it's possible to save money. It's possible to earn money. You just need a strategy and so on. So it's good if you're not doing it. So to maybe summarize a little bit, important is maybe having somebody else telling it. Then a good trigger is this whole independent women stuff or emancipation. And men shouldn't be afraid of it, of course, because um, I, in the end, I think the, the relationship to your girlfriend will be much stronger if you have a equal, like same level partner. Let me add a third uh, thing. It's also good to have some role models. So you could introduce your partner, if it's a girl, for example, in this uh, woman and money blocks. They are good for the motivation. They're really motivating girls to dig deeper into it. They, they lack, from my perspective, they lack in depth. So there's just about some ETFs and how not to spend money, but it's not like in our podcast where we dig a little bit deeper into the topics, um, but it's really good to, to, for the motivation and so on. And yeah. So Matthias, for, was it always for Heidi kind of like that? So you spammed her with some articles, she met somebody, you like introduced her a bit to the topic and was it really just like a sudden moment where she was like, heck yay, this is me. Or was it really like a gradual change over time? I think the, co the coaching was really a, a trigger moment when somebody else was just validating what I was saying and tailored a strategy to, for her and us. So that was really a trigger moment where she um, started also to look into these women blogs and she also had some, you know, we had some homework. So it was like three sessions 
budgeting, looking at what, what are you spending? And then afterwards, he, she was installing a, an app to track the money. She's also now managing our family budget because I'm not really good in doing reg regular tasks. <laughs> That's why it's really cool that she's managing now also our fi family finance. There was also one thing in the, in the coaching. Uh, so we wanted to go to parental leave this year, 2019. And she was thinking about, let's go to the sea, two months in Portugal, learning to surf and so on. And I was say, thinking about, hey, that's really cool, but what does it cost? And she was calculating like 10,000 euros. And I was calculating, okay, that's 10,000 euros, but I also earn less. So it's maybe kind of 16,000 euros in costs, in total costs. And now, now we have a, a thing called Portugal Fund. But we're not using it for that. It's just we just need like 2,000 euros or maybe 2,500 euros for one month. And we just stay in Germany. We have like two planned two weeks in a tent at a at, at lake yeah, uh, where we just hang out. And we don't need to surf like for, for such a lot of money because the kids don't need it. Yeah, so they just want to play at, uh, at the lake. So that's really cool that we save a lot of money um, just by that, yeah, that she's transforming herself a little bit. And you can, uh, guys, if you, for example, have a girlfriend, you, you could just subscribe your girlfriend to our FI Europe Instagram channel because Heidi's posting uh, stuff and things, uh, innovation she found out, how to save more money. You can just subscribe your girlfriend to the FI Europe channel and hopefully your girlfriend is getting hooked uh, <laughs> And what about boyfriends? Uh, boyfriends can, of course, also subscribe to the channel. So, Matthias, when you and uh, Heidi were on board with your finances, what are some immediate steps you took? What are some things you immediately changed on your money? So, yeah, you said Heidi manages your budget or, or the household budget. What else are some immediate steps that uh, you took? So first of all, we gathered every expense we have. So our bank accounts, we tracked everything and then we analyzed it and have seen our budgets. Then another step was getting an app to track the expense. Um, Heidi is uh, much better in it than me right now. And then what kind of new innovations from Heidi she implemented into, into our um, relationship is a meal plan. She's not going to grocery shopping every day. So I'm just going on Saturday. And I'm getting a list. She's writing it in her mobile phone and I'm getting it on my mobile phone. I'm going to um, grocery shopping on Saturday like a robot. I'm just picking or collecting the items she put on the list. And she also is, uh, is using a meal plan now because then you can reuse um, stuff you buy or can you can buy in bulk. And she also posting her meal plans in, in Instagram. What's the app? As the app is called Say Money. It's called Say Money. It's really ah, a, sim cool. a simple app. It doesn't have a web interface. That's a pity and no access to your bank account. But you just have to type in everything. And But it works. It works really good. Other things we implemented is that I'm not buying fashion or clothes. I'm just buying them secondhand, like for business shoes or like a new coat in winter. I just bought it secondhand. And she's also selling everything. She's as she became minimalist, she started selling and now she's selling stuff more and more because it's for our parental leave occasion. There's a special account where we put all the money that is coming in by selling um, our stuff. So she's really, really good in selling stuff. It's kind of side hustle if you sell stuff, you know, there's also money coming into it. 
So Matthias, have you ever talked about dividend stocks, Estonian companies or how frugal you are on a first date or with one of your colleagues? I tried it once with a colleague and he said, dividend what? Aha, uh -huh. do you know I actually have a retreat that covers this all? Oh, tell me more. So this retreat, it's all about workshops and talks together with like-minded folks who share their knowledge with you. Oh, sounds awesome. Do you have also barbecue, yoga and surfing and are we able to have a glass of wine? Actually, yes, we do. That's all together combined in Portugal. But the most important question of the day, when is this actually? Will it be in 2019? It's actually in 2019, at 24th of May to 27th at Agave in Portugal, near the ocean. And we have also a pool for people who don't like nature. That actually sounds pretty good. And then where do I find this? Head over to financial-independence.eu slash retreat. That's R-E-T-R-E-A-T. -E so... Yeah, winter's shit. Looking forward to it. One thing I really want to ask. So you guys don't have regular budget sessions. It's not like you every month sit down, go through the expenses and the income and like turn Excel spreadsheets and compare and review and stuff like that. No, it's it's a good idea. She she um just sending me updates on the budgets um because so we have like a budget and she's just telling me for the food budget, for example. Look, we only spent like 301 euro last month. So she's just sending me an update and she's doing it because she's in parental leave. She has some more attention to do it than me currently. So I am also happy to do that, uh, to do the budget thing. If I have a little bit more time, maybe in summer. Nice. So Are you having budgeting sessions Alba, with, with, with Jenny every month? Um, we actually don't in the sense that We kind of have like an organic approach towards spending. We have a shared account for bills, etc. We both transfer. One thing I really want to ask. So you guys don't have regular budget sessions. It's not like you every month sit down. We will not buy non-essential slash things that waste money. So no, we don't really do it. We just say like, hey, we'll spend this, this and this. And we transfer this and go for it. We roughly know what we kind of spend. And every month, even if, although we don't track it, it's roughly the same. As long as you can do that, I don't really see a need to exactly budget every euro. Uh, if you're naturally able to do that, why waste time on budgeting like exactly like that? Obviously, we have a spreadsheet and a budget. We know roughly how it works, but we're not exactly tracking at 100%. We have now a budget. In the early times, we had always to add more money from our personal accounts. And now we're paying more and more stuff um, from the family budget because we're just spending less. That's really cool. That. You say you you stay motivated to reduce costs in the family budget because and you can you can have more because yeah you can travel and so on. And how how do you like uh, make decisions? You said for example the Portugal trip. You were like uh, Heidi was like um, I would like to do this, and you were like actually let's wait a bit, think a bit. How, how do you make a a financial decision? Whether it's to you know retire, to invest, to take a holiday, etc. And uh, we sit down in a coffee shop and having a cake or having uh, um, lunch in the home office. And we're just talking about how do we want to approach this? Uh, what do we want to spend? How can we finance this like extra trip? 
and we come up with some ideas. For example, I say, oh, let's, we can go by, by train. I have some bonus miles. Or she says, oh, we have, there was a gift from my grandfather uh, where they gave a train ticket. And yeah, we just brainstorm what to do and how to get cheaper. So, and it's a process. Sometimes you have an idea and it's a little bit more expensive, but then a week later you have some new idea or you listen to FI Europe podcast and there was a great idea you want to implement. So, yeah. There is one thing there that's good and that's you make it into like an event. And uh, I think when you make decisions into like a cool little outing, like going to a coffee shop for co like for cake is actually a pretty big deal. I even do that uh, when I have something that's quite big to do and I can't, I don't really want to do it or it requires a lot of concentration. Well, just going outside, whether it's the library or the coffee shop, it's a great way to, you know, make it into an event, make it into something serious. So I think that's a good little strategy yeah, you've yeah. got there. Yeah. And don't make it in, in between uh, when you, when you have st a lot of stuff on your plate, yeah. just take, take the time and yeah. try to have a good conversation. So, so don't like if your partner is telling you something like after three seconds, interrupting is not a good way to, to have a conversation. You would be really surprised if you let your partner like talk for 30 seconds or two minutes until he said everything. It's a, it's a game changer just to listen. I like that one, Matthias, actually let people talk. I wanted to ask, what if you disagree? What if Heidi is like, no, that's not going to happen. That's way too much. Or no, I'm not going to eat little because my organic food or whatever is, I don't, I don't want to give it up or whatever. When I met Heidi in 2009, she couldn't eat anything. <laughs> she was just, yeah, she couldn't eat like, she couldn't drink water. Uh, she couldn't eat this red stuff growing in the earth. I don't know what the English title is. Beetroot? Uh, yes. Yes. Where do you know from? And, and now she's also eating yellow beetroot and she couldn't eat or she could Sorry, eat, peppers uh, then. They're yellow and they can be green too. Paprika? Capsicum? No, no, no pepper. The, pepper. Uh, no, yellow beetroot. You know, it's a yellow beetroot does not exist. Yeah, look into our Instagram uh, channel. Uh, you will yellow see yellow beetroot. Your, yes. And, oh my god, yes. Okay. okay go and now she's vegetarian. She just told me like two two weeks ago. Hey, Matthias, I'm vegetarian. Do you know? Um, she's not buying any any meat uh, anymore. And I, and I was I just can't wait for my next business trip to get a burger. Now she she also discovered that she was really hungry and would like to eat meat. And now she discovered that she needs like um, iron, yeah, and some minerals, and she can get it from lentils. And she also was not eating lentils. I, I had I was reading uh, Timothy Ferris um, five hour, four hour body, and I was eating a lot of uh, lentils and chickpeas and stuff. And she was like, Oh no, I'm not going to eat any of these uh, thingies and now she's eating it and she don't need uh, doesn't need any meat because there's iron in it and protein and stuff like that so really cool and she can drink water and she can drink tea <laughs> uh, i teach her to drink uh, in the beginning she was putting some lime some some lemon uh, into into the water and so on But also to go a little bit back to the original question but what if you guys disagree obviously i get that you know she and you, you're both experiencing different things and obviously that changes mm. opinions or ways. But what if you like truly like, you know, she's like, I don't want this. Like, uh, how do you get out of um, a stalemate situation like that? Uh, screaming? <laughs> um, we can, um, yeah, just just telling your opinion. 
finding solutions i don't know uh, you can we can disagree and it's good to um, to tell your partner that you that you don't want something it's really good to just um, and also not yeah, just keep it for yourself it's really good to tell your partner what you what you don't like what you don't want tell your partner when when he's or she's lazy tell what your wishes are and what you need because otherwise uh, nobody can react on that and if you really have different i mean it's your partner normally you've chosen because you have same values and yeah you can find you can make a day make a deal and when it comes to like so so obviously when you disagree between the two of you it's it's personal but when it comes to children that's a completely other story because it's something that's not you or the other it's the third person who's extremely important so what do you do when you have to decide about your children what, yeah how do you discuss that i think we we are aligned on that because we we i mean we're living together since a long time so we aligned our values a little bit and sometimes heidi's like going over the top from my opinion and then i say let let my son watch some youtube videos yeah It doesn't need to be just five minutes. It can also be 15 minutes. So it's it's always negotiation. Compromise. Compromise, negotiation. Yeah. And also, yeah, sometimes I'm I'm just going with my... When Heidi is in, 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 in yoga, doing some yoga, I tell Heidi, okay, I will go to the to the playground with the kids. But in, in reality, we just go to the bakery and eat some chocolate croissants. <laughs> well, she's probably listening to this episode. So <laughs> now she knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, um, she knows, already knows. Mm-hmm. And Matthias, also to ask another thing, you know, say, for example, saving for college or just gets for the future um if it would for example be about you know save 100 euro a month per kid or 200 or whatever do you guys like discuss that or do you like generally like always quite easily agree like hey you know we find this a fair amount to save for our kids and do you guys save for your kids future together um yes um when we get a new children which is regularly happening <laughs> no just twice um i open a new account um and we put like 50 euros from the uh, governmental children money which is like 190 euros somehow uh, we put like 50 euros into the children account every month and it it's buying some some etfs also my son is having etfs and he's also a owner of salesforce And he made a lot of money with Salesforce stocks. And I'm really jealous. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and and oh, one last question on the children note. Here on the podcast, we like to talk a lot about, you know, financial education. Mm-hmm. And on the recent Choose a Fi episode, I was, uh, me and Alvar were both um, going on about, you know, do you want your children to reach financial independence? So I'm now going to flip the question on to you, Matthias. Do you want your children to reach financial independence? And what are you doing to financially educate them? At the I mean, I know they're only four and a few months old, but mm. what are your plans to financially um, educate my, them? My theory is that my, my children will be financially independent because there will be like a basic, universal basic income until they are older. Um, that's my guess. Really? The other, yes, why not? No. I mean, if, if machines do the work, I mean, but in ma- 10 years, it's not going to happen in 10 years or 20. Yeah, I think, in, I mean, artificial intelligence is there, robotics is there. And from from now in 10 years, it should be 
really answer the question. <laughs> yes. So you're saying okay. they're never going to work. They won't need to work because they'll be they, the they, uh, they should. <laughs> so they should work. They're not getting much stuff from us. They. I will. I want them to to learn skills. I want them to acquire, uh, to educate themselves. Um, I'm reading books to them. I'm helping them to, of course, not my little daughter. She's not even one year old. But my son is, um, yeah, and he has also some money. So our uh, all the currencies we can't use, like pounds, yeah, some worthless currencies like pounds or uh, Romanian money. Um, he's he's playing with it. So <laughs> he can le learn how to use it. I don't, I don't know. I will send, send him some books. I'm reading about, we have a book about economy explained to children. And he's, there are also some rules um, that he can't get inf infinite or can't spend too much money. For example, if you go to the supermarket, there's a rule. He can have one thing. And if you want to get another thing, he has to put the, the first thing away so that he's just getting one thing in the supermarket. So that's why he's 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 learning um, that he can't have everything, and he there's there's a cap on on spendings. That's one little thing. So um, nice. not a total outlined plan how to teach them. Just getting some, bring them some books uh, or getting them to a workshop. There's also ch uh, money and children workshops here in in, in Germany uh, where you can bring. It's really important if you're getting rich. It's really important to teach your children uh, to how to how to work with money, because that's yeah. a, one of the biggest problems of the rich is that that the children haven't learned uh, how to deal with money. Yeah, and and I think uh, Brad said this really well on on our latest episode that you just want to normalize it. You know, make money something normal, and mm. with that, they won't be you know obsessed with it, and they won't have to overspend, and they won't get into debt. It's just something normal. It's a tool to get where you want to get be. So Matthias, one thing I actually really like about your approach is the, you know, not everything is 100% set in stone. You, you teach your kids, you find it really valuable and you approach it. There's a philosophy behind it, but it's not like I'm going to read out of this book every Monday evening at nine and they will be forced to listen. You just, you know, turn it into like a playful, nice thing and teach them through that. But guys, so we're slowly going to wrap up this episode. Yeah, yeah just want to add that it's really important to me also to live in the present, not planning like what is in 10 years and um, go from now and see what's the next step to you. You can improve and um, then you, you can achieve a lot. It's better than just to say, I will put, 100 euros into an ETF for the next 10 years. I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. You need to adapt uh, on, based on your situation, your skills. Uh, so that's important to be flexible. Well, we're going to wrap up now. It was interesting to hear from Matthias's uh, perspective since he's really the one with the most experience here in terms of partner and the children, etc. So it's pretty cool. Certainly from my point of view, I have uh, a lot ahead. So I know that learning from you guys, I can make the right choices, hopefully. Anyway, we'll see. So yeah, there we go. It was cool to talk to you. I don't really know what else I should say. Yeah, thanks for having me in my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll see you at the next one. Woo! Yeah, I'll see you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this subscribing through your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review following us on instagram and twitter at financial independence europe sending us an email with questions and feedback we would love to hear from you 
All the mentioned articles, books, and core resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.